This is episode 534 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, October 8th, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I will be talking about Monster Loves You, The Surge, The Good, The Bad, and The Augmented DLC, and Dragon Ball, because everyone loves Dragon Ball, but specifically the original Dragon Ball, the very first series, because I've decided to finally start watching it from the very beginning in order, which is something I've never done. I've only ever watched Dragon Ball randomly whenever it's been on a turn on the TV. Oh, there's here's a Dragon Ball episode. I don't really like this because it just seems like a lot of screaming and people yelling and punching each other. Uh, I mainly saw Dragon Ball Z here and there as a youngin, but um, I think I will start off with Attack the Backlog, just to get that. No. Um, I started playing Spec Ops to the line. I'm probably about two-thirds, three-fourths of the way through the game. I'd say two-thirds. And I'm excited to record that episode. I The thing I love so far about Attack the Backlog, I just want to bring this up. I like talking about it because I'm so excited about the series. But what I love about the first three games I've played is that one game I really, really loved Another game I was really disappointed with, but I enjoyed aspects of it. Then this current game, I have a very weird react. Like I like that the three games I have started with, I all have reacted to in very different ways, um, which is cool. I like that. I like having that variety. I don't want to just love everything. I don't want to hate everything. Uh, I definitely don't want to be meh about anything. I want to have some strong feelings, and I have strong feelings about all three so i'm excited about it and i'm looking forward to the future one thing i will say about a like i'm trying to build up episodes in part because this might be the end of the year spectacular if you want to call it that but i got a code for disgaea one the complete edition on switch I've never played a Disgaea game. I've always wanted to. I own multiple copies of them. I own some on PS2. I might already own Disgaea 1, but I own Disgaea 5. I bought that on Switch, but I'm like, I haven't played any of the other ones. I'll just hold off, but it was super cheap. And I've always loved the art. I played and loved that pretty Can't Be a Hero whatever game on PSP. That was an amazing game. I think I may have played some other side-off games in the series. But I just never got around to the main series, mainly because I know with any JRPG, they take a huge time investment. I love the Persona games, but those just eat up your gaming time for whatever, two weeks, maybe longer. I, I think I put over 100 hours into each Persona game, and I played, well, at least I played Persona 3 and 4 multiple times. Five. I don't know if I'll ever replay that. Maybe I will. I'll give it like some space and think. Maybe maybe I'll like it more after I've played it again because I was not. I liked it. I just was very disappointed in five as somebody who loves three and four. Three being my favorite. Um. So yeah, I'm thinking if I can build up enough in the can that I will try and do. Disgaea 1 and, and give it more of a focus and attention than just here and there on the podcast um, and I, I want to try my hand at something longer and meatier 
But of course, like I said, that requires me having multiple episodes, how many I don't know, in the can so that I can focus on a game that will take longer than two weeks to complete. Um, so hopefully that'll happen because I'm I really want to dive into it. But I also I don't I don't want to just play it here and there in in bits and spurts and not let the story. I want to I want to really take in and focus on Disgaea one and not let other things get in the way and maybe distract me from the story make me forget parts of the story so that's what's on the docket for that moving on to what i've been playing though i've just played a little bit of the surge the new surge dlc which i think came out last week uh the good the bad and the augmented which if you can't tell from that title is western themed and I haven't played The Surge since a Walk in the Park DLC came out, which I loved. Uh, I think that was, I think that was last year, or maybe it was earlier this year. Either way, it's some of the best DLC I've played in the last few years. I really enjoyed it. I think it did a great job with the theme park theme and all that, and having these new enemies who were all uh, designed after like mascots and stuff like that. It was really fun, a really nice change in terms of the environment. And it still had the great Surge gameplay, which I, I love. I love the combat in the Surge so much where you focus on specific limbs of your enemies. And when you uh, destroy a limb, uh, if you kill them that way, they will, I don't think always, but pretty often drop a component that allow you to craft that specific uh piece of armor for yourself i think that's really cool and 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 the combat feels great the dodging the rolling out the actual attacking heavy attack low attack stamina bar all that stuff it is a great jump from lords of the fallen though i'd I'd like to go back to lords of the fallen to see if maybe i like because i i feel like i was enjoying it to a, a degree and then i just tried my luck a little bit too much died and lost a bunch of crap and then died again before i could get my stuff back and just got really frustrated and quit out i was like i didn't pay for this um but i eventually got like the ultimate edition for like i don't know five or eight bucks something real cheap um i think that was after the surge came out i was like i like the surge i'm gonna give them a few extra bucks for this older game but um i love the combat in the surge i love the universe you know it doesn't have like a a most engrossing story but it has a decent enough story and i like the change in environment and and the world as opposed to your typical fantasy realms for the souls-esque games um but going to having not played it in a while what i was first pleasantly surprised by it was just how easy it was to get back into the common and how great it still felt it, it felt so natural and it, it, it took me less than a minute to become acclimated in it again and just feel comfortable with it all but what else i was ri- reminded of uh, this was a problem with the first dlc though that was easier to get to it is not easy to find out where the dlc is when you jump into the game, especially since these DLCs come quite a while after, like a walk in the park came out a while after the game came out by itself, the, the base game. And this has come out a good while after a walk in the park. So it's very likely that 
people who are fans of the game uh, and fans of the previous DLC will have been away from the game for a while. So you just have to find out where the... Th- and I don't think anywhere in the game it tells you or, or like there's a, a mission briefing or like audio log or anything like that that tells you, you need to go here to get to this DLC, which is frustrating and annoying. And it took me like 15 minutes. I was just wandering around. I even got a video from the publisher, I believe, that showed me... It was like a 16-second video that wasn't that great at showing me exactly where I had to go. Um... But I eventually found it. And the thing that sucks about the good, the bad, and the augmented is that the Walk in the Park DLC, it was down in this train station that at first in the base game didn't have a train. It didn't go anywhere. But I think it had the posters for that DLC. So that was somewhat easy. It's like, okay, I just need to find and get to that train. This, however, this stupid location of this okay dlc it's okay i've played a uh, one episode of it i'll get to the, the actual dlc but the entrance to this area is hidden off behind this giant box it's like no it's it's not anywhere out in the open it is hidden off to the side behind a huge box and if you didn't know where you were going like there were i think there's some signs that are pointing like test chamber this way but still it's behind a giant box and it's not just super clear that that's where you have to go which is just annoying um that it took me that long to get to where i wanted to go i wish there was just some sort of like fast travel thing like in the, the system and i was also reminded that i hate that the surge doesn't have a map you can find maps in the environment and look at them there and it'll show you you are here and then it'll show you everything else but i just why can't i have a map why can't i like use my vr visor to scan that map and then have it in me at all, at all times i just want to do that um but going to the actual moving on to the actual dlc the way it's set up is that there are i believe 10 episodes and i'm i read something in the the, the notes from uh, from getting the code and i don't know if four through ten uh, i believe there are 10 episodes uh you have to unlock after doing something else but I believe the way it does work is just you complete one episode and then the next one op- opens up. Um, I completed the first episode and the way it works is that you go into these environments and then I think they are broken off into three sections. The two sections are just sort of regular enemies. They might have different kind of hazards like in the, f- the first area on the first episode. There's an area that has a bunch of danger signs and I didn't see anything that was dangerous. I was just like, what the hell is all this? What are they talking about? There's nothing dangerous here. I mean, there's just some enemies here, but that's not a sign that needs... I mean, I can see that they're there, so obviously they're dangerous. And then I was like, why am I constantly being lit on fire and my health is being damaged? What is going on? Oh, I'm in the sunlight and it's burning the shit out of me. I guess I should get in these shaded parts. That's what the danger signs were for. So that was a a nice little way to add a a bit of spice to the comic because now you have to both focus on your enemy but also when dodging and stuff uh, like that you have to try and dodge into the shade and not out in the sunlight because it can damage you pretty quickly if you're not paying attention but you go through the first few areas and then eventually you get to a boss fight and when you complete the boss fight you complete the test the episode and you'll get probably some good loot you'll get uh all your 
parts, I believe they're called or whatever, uh, the soul's equivalent. Uh, and then you can jump into a new episode or spend your parts and stuff. Uh, and that seems to be what the entire DLC is. So as opposed to a walk in the park, which was an expansion, I, I it was a new area with a new story. And it was just, it felt very much like its own isolated little side story whereas this feels much more like a, a survival-esque not horde mode but just a a arena type dlc where you have various episodes and you're thrown into these environments you go through a few of them until you reach a boss and then you beat the boss you complete it you can play it again to farm for loot and equipment and item drops and all that kind of stuff and it's fine i wish it was more akin to a walk in the bar because i prefer that type of dlc and i think thematically it doesn't come across as well as a walk in the park it just has at least in the first episode you have the western environments but the enemies are all the same except for they have this new one that had like a wolf head that i haven't seen before which is cool but the rest of them were just base enemies as opposed to like a walk in the park that had various kinds of mascots a whole bunch of crazy different ones that are all very colorful and different and cool to fight with uh a fight against and this just feels like because it is this test chamber and they have like the danger signs in there and whatnot um like you're just thrown into these western themed environments just because someone felt like making them western themed but the theme other than that isn't that strong throughout like i wish i was fighting against cowboys or stuff like that um or indians or whatever i wish i wish the western theme came across better maybe it does in future episodes but the first episode didn't do a great job with the theme which was a bit disappointing but it still feels great to kill uh the augmented people and stuff like that i i I love the combat of the game so it's good to have an excuse to go back and um yeah if you uh, had played the surge and enjoyed it and haven't checked out the dlc i mean if you haven't checked out a walk in the park i highly 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 recommend that but this is decent i'm not sure how much this costs i'm not sure if there was a season pass or anything but um you know, if you if you love the surge, it's a good thing to make you go back to, and I think it's especially good for just farming souls and equipment and stuff like that. That's what it seems like. Um, and also, just remember, if you're if you're attacking the enemy and you get the the icon that says, "Hey, you can do the like cool kill, whatever." Um, on Xbox, it's RB. Why can't I think of what that term would be called? It's not quick kill, but it's the, it's not exterminate. You know what I'm talking about, where it's an automatic kill. You weaken them enough, and you press the button, and you kill them, and you get all flashy, and maybe you have an augment that gives you a little bit of health back when you do that. Uh, it's in Spec Ops too, sort of. I guess you can call it like an execute, an execution. Um, but remember that that animation could move your character more than you would like. And if you're near an edge, maybe don't do that. <laughs> I did that once, and I fell off the edge, but luckily I fell on the bottom floor just under it. And that was great luck on my part. But, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. And then Monster Loves You, I, I got a code for on Switch, and I didn't look really into what 
the game was. I just saw the nice colorful art, and I'm like, oh, this looks pleasant and delightful. I'm gonna, I can't, I want to play this. And what it is is a text-based adventure with colorful, kooky little art, and it's not terrible. I played through and finished the game once. Probably took me somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half. I lean towards an hour and a half. Uh, I, it depends on how quick you read and stuff, and if, if you choose to skip things, uh, skip the dialogue, which th- it would be weird to do that since that's mainly what the game is. But the way it's set up is that you start as a little like baby, little microbe monster, and you're going through all these uh, little story bits that shape your character and your personality are you ferocious are you kind are you brave do the elders respect you are you not charismatic but like there's a one or two other ones and the way you answer these questions like they'll say like hey you come across this you come across a wild chicken's nest what do you do do you just leave it alone or do you steal the feathers and eat the eggs uh, and that'll depend on are you brave, are you ferocious, are you this, this, or that. And you keep doing this, and then you become an adolescent, and then you become an adult. And then if you're played your cards right and you answer correctly and you have these options available, depending on how you've played up to that point, you can ascend to becoming an elder. And then you can try and uh, you'll start interacting with humans for a little bit. Uh, that's like the end game. And depending on how that goes, the humans and monsters can be friends, or they could be enemies. And there are many, many different endings, uh, which, of course, exist so that you can replay it in many different ways. I played through the game initially as a very good monster, and I ended the game with full bars for both monsters and humans' Uh, opinion of each other so they all got along and everyone was prosperous and made lots and lots of money and was very very happy so i got the happiest most perfect ending i assume Uh, but now i'm going uh going through as a real piece of crap and i'm going to see where that takes me i i will say that you know because of what it is there is just a lot of reading that's what the game is uh the art is nice but I was disappointed when I created my second monster that it was exactly the same. And I don't know if that is just, if there are so very few that you could run into that pretty quickly or if you will always look the same, which was a bit disappointing. I thought maybe the way I answered and stuff like that, it would shape the way my character looked and it would always be different. But at least in my two hours uh, with the game and having two different monsters now it's hasn't been the case so that's disappointing I, I do think too that as a game that you wouldn't want to rush into a second playthrough right away just because it's so much reading and you will see a lot of similar story bits that you just have to then choose different um, actions so you might have you know, uh, not taking that feather and those eggs. And then this next playthrough, you're going to take the feather and eggs. Not everything will be exactly the same. I think I read that there are like 900 different like bits and boops and paths and whatnot or something like that. But um, there are a lot of endings, probably like a dozen or so, something like that. Because they're all grayed out essentially in the in the menu screen. So you, when you unlock one, it, it shows up there. Um, 
but I, I enjoyed it. It's just, like I said, I think it's a game that you play through, you get an hour, hour and a half of enjoyment out of it. I mean, you could fail. You might not ascend to an elder. You might be a piece of crap and they don't want you joining the elders. Um, but like, I think it's good in not small doses cause it, it is a small dose, but I think it's good to just play a play through every now and again and not really, I don't think it's a game you would enjoy if you decided to binge it and try and get all the endings right away. That's just my opinion, of course. But um, I think if you like text-based adventures, you want some slightly cheeky monster humor that involves, you know, you could eat humans, you can eat these animals, you can be a real jerk of a monster, you can be nice, you can do all these things. It's good as a little diversion here and there. So um, definitely check that out if you want. So I think it came out on PC a little while ago, but it just came out on Switch which is where I played it if I didn't already mention that. I think I did. But it, it was a solid little thing. Um, other than that, haven't been playing much of anything other than some forts, of course. And then I started finally watching Dragon Ball, the original series. And I'm six episodes in. And I don't remember anything of this. I enjoy the campiness of the English dub. The thing I didn't realize I was going to be experienced in the first six episodes is that through the first four episodes, Goku slaps a lot of vaginas. He slaps his old lady's vagina. He slaps Bulma's vagina, I think, multiple times. Because like, that's how he tells if you're a boy or a girl. He slaps you in your vagina. Um, well, he's slapping you in your private bit place. And then if there's nothing there, he's like, oh, you're a girl. And if there's something there... Oh, you're a boy. I was happy to see in episode five, he shared the love and slapped uh, whatever, Olaf's or whatever, the little pig dicks, uh, the little pig's dick. He slapped that. It's like, oh, you're a boy. Um, so I wasn't expecting that. And then Bulma, which I don't, is that her actual name? And she just wears her name all over herself and her shirt on her hat everywhere. That's weird. Or is it just like a translation? It's like, uh, I, what's her name? I, I don't know what her name is, but she keeps wearing all these Bulma clothing things, so let's just call her Bulma. It's just weird. It seems really weird. Um, not that that's too weird for anime or anything, of course. Um, it's just so stupid. But um, Bulma has shown her vagina to, like, everyone. She's just showing her vagina all over the place. Not intentionally. She showed her vagina to the hermit turtle guy what's his master yoshi or something like that she showed him her vagina a whole bunch of times because she thought she was wearing panties so she thought she was just showing him her panties so that she could get the dragon ball from him um because that's great and yeah it's like she i, I was like oh god you're actually gonna you're willing to show your vagina well, i mean you're willing to show your panties to this old creep just to get this dragon ball um she she didn't show it, but what's his name? Yamcha or whatever. Uh, he's seen it, I think, a few times. They've also seen, you know, the boobies too. But I think it's more ridiculous that she's shown her vagina to so many people. And I believe Goku saw it at some point. I mean, he slapped it at least once. Um, <laughs> when, he, when he started slapping, like, he laid down. He's like, I forget. He was, like, tired or something. And he laid down, put his head on there uh private bits and then he's like what what is this it's flat and then he slapped it and he might have slapped it again it's like that's just and then i think he pulled him down or he looked in there and like oh 
you don't have a ball zen dick uh you also get to see goku's little peepee and ball balls a few times which that was fun uh, i love seeing little anime dick um that's fine uh i just i'm i'm wondering like if was that did that air did they censor that or stuff i can't i can't i don't know i know they've like censored certain bits of it uh like because i think if the story gets dark or something but i don't know what is on funimation what version um but i'm enjoying it uh it's reminds me of just like pokemon old pokemon itself it's really kooky and silly uh i love the op and the ed i think they're great uh beginners and enders for the show um the art is of course dated but it is fine um so yeah six episodes in i've seen little baby dick vagina slapping vagina scene not me seeing the vagina but characters seeing vagina i've seen a bear that talks like arnold schwarzenegger there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in dragon ball and it's it's a wild experience but um yeah good times and then i'll move on to dragon ball z and all that and then i i forget my friend gave me the info i think he said kai is just dragon ball z again it's just rehashing dragon ball z and then i could just move on to super but i don't remember and i also think he said that he did not like what he has watched of super but i like i said i don't remember um i'll figure it out when i get through dragon ball which should take a while like it's a, quite a few episodes i think it might be in the hundred like 101 or something dalmatians uh but i think that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host marcus nez y'all can find me on twitter instagram xbox live my on my list steam twitch and all the usual places at px sausage on psn i am the kush three the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and attack the backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple Podcasts. and if you like crazy kooky color for art you can go over to pxsart.com and check out the art i do there if you see something you like you click it you get a big old picture of it and you can get a link to where you can purchase a print of that there piece and if you like the site in general and everything we do you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away i'm really suck uh, i really suck at putting those together just because i don't know how to create a reward or any kind of tears because the idea of locking something behind a tier feels really i just don't like it if i want to create content like if i was going to do a bonus podcast or something for people who pillage this much i was just like well why don't i just do that for everyone why lock it behind this i know i'm doing that so that people are inclined to pay this but i don't know i feel like if i make something i I want it to be consumed by as many people as possible and everybody who wants it um so i created an attack the backlog tier that was like 10 bucks since that 
takes significantly more work than a lot of the other shows I put together, a lot of any. Um, but then I've been just tearing with like, oh, will I create a, a special Discord for that? And people can talk to me specifically about that and maybe throw in suggestions for future episodes. But like, I don't, that's not like, if I wanted to have that, then I would just want it to be open where like anyone could get into this Discord and talk to me about Attack the Backlog. Also, anyone who knows me, you can email me, you can tweet at me, you can do whatever, talk to me about Attack the Backlog. I want to talk to you. I'm not going to not talk to people about something and just leave it to this. I'm like, to talk to me about this, you can only do through here. You tweet at me, I'm going to ignore you, you son of a bitch. Pay me those 10 bucks. Um, so yeah, and then I thought, and this may still be a thing I, I, I consider, but like putting together a outtakes type video for every month with clips from the games as I play them and just have like with the actual commentary of me like with El Shaddai, there are, you could hear like it wouldn't be safe for work, but there would be plenty of clips for that of me just swearing and being really pissed off. Uh, but we'll see how all of that goes. I don't know what the hell to do with that. Um, and then I, I might start streaming maybe the the playing of the games or something. Uh, I ordered a just because trying to put this mic in place is annoying. It might cover the TV and stuff like that, but um. One of those little like clip-on mics that's supposed to be pretty good. I, I I've heard some uh, sound clips from it, uh, and the audio sounds pretty good. And it doesn't need to be great for streaming, but just to have that on me so that I can move around in my chair and stuff like that, and not feel like I need to be close and have my mouth pointed to the the microphone. So might mess around with that too. So we'll see how all that goes. Um, yeah, and also I, I needed I needed something that's a microphone and not a headset for that because the audio of the game like you can hear it through Elgato, but it is delayed. Even when it says it's live, it's still delayed, and it, you can't do it that way. It's gonna screw. It would throw me off playing a game. So yeah. Anyway, that's it, and that is all. Thank you all for listening as always, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And now I will say bye. bye.